to fix that inward problem, you know, the answer is always Jesus um, and renewing our mind and into that situation in that area. Welcome to the Kingdom Life Podcast, a teaching outreach of Andy Green Ministries. If this podcast has been a blessing to you, we would ask that you please rate, review, and share it with others so it will be a blessing to them. Stay tuned after the episode for important updates and announcements from Andy Green Ministries. Now here's Andy with today's episode. Hey everyone, welcome back to our third lesson in the series on developing a strong spirit. Um, in the last lesson, we looked at uh, some kind of general ways to be able to gauge where we're at spiritually. And in this, this lesson, we're going to go into that a little bit more specific. And we're going to look at indicators of a weak spirit and indicators of a strong spirit. But before we jump into that, let's look at our foundation scripture in Proverbs chapter 18, verse 14. The strong spirit of a man sustains him in bodily pain or trouble but a weak or broken spirit who can raise up or bear. So, you know, we've kind of mentioned this a couple of times, but really, you know, the, the way our spirit is or the way our spirit is developed will uh, determine how we take on things on the outside. You know, um, every time you look at something externally, it's always factored by what's going on internally. Or we could say it like this, that, you know, everything that we see on the external is caused by what happens on the internal. So, you know, if I'm believing God for something, then then my spirit's strong and I'm standing firm. And on the outside, I'm going to be showing joy. I'm going to be showing faith, patience, resting. But on the other side, you know, if I'm worried, if I'm fretful, resentful, um, bitter, you know, any of these things, you know, a lot of times that's going to come with a bad attitude, um, you know, different things like that. And, you know, so our strong spirit will sustain Will, will sustain us in times of trouble, in times of even bodily trouble uh, or pain. And But if we have a weak spirit or a broken spirit, you know, who can raise up or bear? Basically, you know, we get to the place where we're hopeless and, and everything looks downcast and grim. And it's really hard to get back to a place from that. So it's important that we keep our, our spirits fed and we develop a strong spirit. So that way, whenever the storms of life come, that we're able to stand. So moving on in Ezekiel chapter 16, verse 30, uh, he says that how weak is your heart seeing that you do these things? Um, You know, so really, whenever we talk about having a weak spirit, and that's kind of what I'm moving into now is the indicators of a weak spirit. You know, you're going to see on the outside, you're going to notice some things in your own life. Um, or in the lives of others, really, you know, you can be able to kind of tell where people are at spiritually um, by how they're responding to situations and things like that. So if you think about a patient that's experiencing symptoms in their body, but they don't know exactly what's wrong, the first thing the doctor does whenever they go see the doctor is that they check their vital signs, you know, blood pressure, pulse, you know, they usually look in your ears, your throat, different things like that uh, to kind of gauge you know what's going on in the body there's some main things that they can kind of look at to see you know if you have a fever then obviously you have an infection an infection that's um you know coming against the body attacking the body and the body's trying to fight it off um but we also have some spiritual vital signs that we can take a look at 
Um, if undetected, we can seek outward consolation for an inward problem. So, you know, a lot of times that's whenever you, you see people who develop these different addictions or different things like that because they're trying to solve an, an, an inward problem with an outward solution that ends up being more detrimental to the person rather than, you know, if they were to fix that, that inward problem. And we all know that to fix that inward problem, you know, the answer is always Jesus um, and renewing our mind and into that situation or that area. Uh, so when things are ne negatively affecting me, it's a sign that I need to build up my inward man. So if I'm starting to get weak in an area, then I really need to build up my inner man, renew my mind, and come back into alignment and agreement with the Word of God on what He has to say in that area. And uh, again, build myself up so that way I can withstand the, the trials and, and withstand the, the things that come against, uh, you know, just in everyday life. Uh, but even more specifically in that area. All right, so real quick, let's look at seven indicators of a weak spirit. Um, the first indicator that we're going to look at is being overwhelmed. You know, sometimes you might get to the place where you just kind of feel like everything's crashing down on you um, and you start feeling real stressed out. Uh, you know, you get to the place where you just where I'm just really overwhelmed. You know, I mean, that that's not a time to be in condemnation on yourself. It's just a time to recognize that, Hey, you know, maybe I need to spend some time in building my spirit back up. Maybe I need to spend some time with the Lord and, and regaining my strength. So that way I can take on this thing called life. Um, you know, a lot of times whenever we're overwhelmed, we're making too much out of too little, you know, we're trying to do too much, um, kids practices. We're trying to do too much of this or too much of that. And we get focused on the busyness of life and we kind of get away from spending our time with the Lord, spending our time um, building our strength. And really, we, we that should be the most important thing because that's where our ability to do life comes from. A lot of times uh, we might try to make mountains out of molehills without realizing it, you know, make bigger deals out of things that, that really aren't quite as important. You know, we really have to prioritize our life and prioritize, you know, ourself because we really, we can't give out of something that we don't have. So if we're not spiritually strong, you know, we can't really be strong, um, to help others and, and to do the things that we need to do. Um, sometimes we can get so overwhelmed that we have trouble handling even the simple things, you know, even the simple things become hard. You know, sometimes we make them harder than what they need to be, um, you know, mentally or, uh, you know, even physically, you know, sometimes I think of, you know, whenever I'm at work, it seems like whenever uh, I'm having a bad attitude or if I'm not uh, really focusing in on building myself up and I just come in tired and, and different things like that, you know, it seems like it makes the work day that much harder. It seems like it makes the, uh, the stops I've got to make that much longer and, and more brutal. Um, but it's because I'm overwhelmed and I really need to stop and focus on building myself up so that way I can take on those challenges. Proverbs chapter 24, verse 10. It says, if thou faint in the days of adversity, thy strength is small. Um, the good word translation says, if you faint in a crisis, you are weak. And the message translation kind of really brings it home. It says, if you fall to pieces in a crisis, there wasn't much to you in the first place. So that's something to kind of recognize you know that again we really need to make sure that we're building ourselves up you know we need to make sure that we are a person of substance and that we can take on the the things of life and, and be able to stand 
whenever those trials come and, and those those tests and different things like that. You know, and even more so whenever James talks about counting it all joy, um, whenever the various tests and trials comes against us. You know, we, we really have to be a person of strength to be able to do that and to allow the, the uh, to allow perseverance to produce faith and faith patience as we stand through those things. Psalm 61 verse 2 says, When my heart is overwhelmed, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. Again, you know, the answer to all life's problems is Jesus. You know, renewing our mind to what he's done, to what he's said, and walking it out um, and living out the life that he's called us to live. So just remember, the stronger that you are, the easier it is to do life. The second we're going to look at is hopeless. A lot of times if somebody's hopeless, you know, there's a serious lack of joy. Uh, you're discouraged and despairing. You desire to quit. You know, and if you look at Nehemiah, it talks about the joy of the Lord is our strength. And so if you lose your joy, then you lose your strength. And that's not a good place to be in. You know, you could see why somebody who is strengthless would be hopeless because you don't have anything to use to get back on. Um, you know, you don't have any strength to get back up. And, you know, if you think about a, a boxer that gets knocked down, it's like a person that gets knocked down, you know, has no hope. They don't have any strength to get back up. So we really have got to develop ourselves in the Lord and we have to, you know, find our joy so that way we can redevelop our strength. Proverbs thirteen twelve says, hope deferred makes the heart sick, but when the desire is fulfilled, it is a tree of life. And Proverbs 15, 13 says, A merry heart makes a cheerful countenance, but by sorrow of the heart, the spirit is broken. So the stronger that you are, the easier it is to become, uh, the easier it becomes to overcome grief and sorrow. So again, we need to renew our mind. We need to build up our inward man, get back our joy so that way we have some strength and then we can overcome grief and sorrow. Uh, the third indicator of a weak spirit we're going to talk about is being self-centered, uh, having no compassion. This is a big one right here. Having a victim mentality. You know, whenever you have a victim mentality, then everything is somebody else's fault. You're always pointing the finger at someone else. You know, that's, that's been humankind's problem since the very beginning. Whenever Adam and Eve, uh, ate of the fruit, you know, and, and you know, God called and, and came to them and talked to them, uh, about that, you know, the first thing that Adam said, it was the woman that you gave me. So the first thing he's did, he did was, you know, point his finger at it when really it was God who gave Adam the command not to eat the fruit. And he was standing there with her the whole entire time that, you know, she was doing this. And so, but he's, you know, trying to blame it on her. And we, you know, if you, if you look at kids, you know, having four daughters, you see it all the time, you know, Hey, who did this? You know, it wasn't me. It was her, it was her, it was her. And they're all trying to point the finger at somebody else. And really, as adults, we do the same thing if we haven't matured and haven't grown and we keep this victim mentality. The longer that we keep this victim mentality, the longer we're going to stay victim and the longer we're going to stay prisoner to what it is um, that, that we're blaming everybody else for. Romans 15.1 says that when, uh, excuse me, we, we then that are strong ought to bear the infirmities of the weak, not to please ourselves. So, you know, not only should we be focused on doing our own responsibility, doing the things that's required of us, but we should be not self-centered, but we should be helping others, reaching out to others. Um, from a place of strength, we should be helping people instead of moaning and groaning. 
the stronger you are, the more desire that you have to reach out to others. Again, um, as we develop our spirits, you know, we move from this self-centeredness into this willingness to help others. Number four on the indicators of a weak spirit um, is complacency. Uh, People can become indecisive and indifferent, double-minded, making wrong decisions. We know from the book of James that it talks about a double-minded man shouldn't think that he's going to receive anything from the Lord. And that's not to say that we should run through and just make decisions on a whim and and all that. You know, the Bible says not to make haste. And so we're not just just to do things off the cuff and, you know, to so-called wing it. You know, we should wait for the wisdom of the Lord before we move. But we shouldn't be scared to move once we get it. We shouldn't be lethargic. Um, We shouldn't be afraid to do what God has asked us to do because he's got our backs. You know, the Bible says that if God's for us, who can be against us? And, uh, you know, but if we fall into this complacency, then we're against ourselves and God can't do anything about that. You know, because really, you know, our will overrules anything God wants to do in our life. And, you know, if all we want to do is be complacent and watch TV, sit on the couch um, and all that, then that's the results that we're going to get. And we become very uh, complacent. Something I've noticed with this in my life is that the more time I spend watching TV, the less I want to do even when I'm not watching TV. I, I don't know what it is about TV, but it's like if I spend extra time to sit down and and watch certain shows or or whatever. And I'm not saying that that's bad necessarily, but I'm saying that if for me, if I don't discipline myself and say, okay, I'm watching, you know, 30 minutes of TV tonight, or I'm watching no TV tomorrow, I'm watching, you know, an hour. If I don't discipline myself and set myself guidelines, if I just kind of watch an excess amount, then it's like my energy level goes with it. And it's like, that's what I want to do. I fall into that trap. And I guess that's because, you know, that's what my flesh likes to do. I like to sit around and, and, you know, not do anything after a hard day of work. But really, whenever I come home, you know, if I have dedicated time to sit down and study the word, I need to be studying the word, regardless if I'm tired or not, I need to be disciplined in order to do that. And it takes a strong spirit in order to discipline our flesh in order to be self-controlled. Um, and, and we really have to tap in to the power of the Holy Spirit to be able to do that. And it takes a strong spirit, again, to be able to do that. Think about Abraham. In Romans 4, verses 20 to 21, it says, He staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God, and being fully convinced that what he had promised, he was able to perform. So he got on the Word of God. He believed God for something. And he stood on that promise until he saw the fruition of it coming to pass. So think about it like this. The stronger that you are, the more bold, focused, and decisive that you become. Number five is being short-tempered. You know, somebody who's short-tempered is touchy, offended, and overly sensitive. Um, Another way you could say it is out of control, anger, and rage. Uh, Proverbs 16.32 says, He who is slow to anger is better than the mighty, and he who rules his spirit than he who takes a city. So you think about that. You know, he who runs, he who controls himself is better than he who, who controls a city. So really, you know, we have to be masters of our own self through, again, the power of the Holy Spirit. We can't do this without the Holy Spirit. We can't do this without him abiding and remaining and and, and dwelling within us, helping us, 
um, and shaping us and, and molding us into the image of Jesus. That's why it takes spending time with him in order to do this. So we really have to, to spend that time with him. We really have to spend the time with the Holy Spirit. We have to spend time in the word in order to do this. And if you're a person that's short-tempered, meditate on love scriptures. Meditate the fact that the love of God has been poured out into your heart. Meditate on the fact that God loves you. And in turn, you love others with the same love that God loves you. Meditate on that and you'll begin to see yourself walking that out. You know, you can go to 1 Corinthians chapter 13 and where it talks about how love is patient and kind. Put your name there. You know, I am patient and kind. I'm not fretful. I'm not boastful. You know, I don't demand my own way as the Amplified says. We have to meditate on scripture and we have to become who scripture says that we are. So if you're short-tempered, remember, you know, we don't want the anger and the rage that comes with it. We want to be people who control ourselves. We live our lives and through the fruit of the spirit of self-control. We, we don't demand our own way. We give room and grace to others so that way they can be themselves and that way they can grow because we're all on a growing prog process together. You know, whenever we talk about developing spiritually, it's not like you get to this place and you've arrived and you're, you're there. I mean, it's something that we continuously do day after day after day where we develop ourselves, we build ourselves, and, and we have to feed ourselves. Here, here in the next couple of lessons, we'll talk about how we have to stay spiritually fit. We have to keep up with everything that we're doing and we continue to grow on top of that. So it's not like we get to this place where we arrive. So if we look at somebody who maybe hasn't um, came through the same or made the same amount of progress as that we have, you know, they have, they're not at the same quote unquote level that we are, or, you know, as good as that we think that they should be, which is ridiculous in itself. But you know what I'm talking about? If somebody's not there, we can still give them grace because we realize, first of all, how far we've come and how far the Lord's brought us. But we also realize that we still have a long way to go too um, before we quote unquote arrive, you know, which the Bible says that's not going to happen until Jesus comes back anyways. So again, we should really have, have grace with others just like the Lord has grace for us. So the stronger that you are, the more spirit-controlled you become. We'll live our life in the spirit and not by the flesh. Number six, indicator of a weak spirit is being fearful, uh, panicked, and worried. Uh, another thing you could say under this is anxiety. Um, you know, and, and I really... Just, just from what I've seen in, in helping people and uh, talking with people, I guess you'd say, and, and just kind of realizing things in the way that the Lord has kind of led me to, to help to help minister to people. Sometimes, you know, there's people that have, uh, I guess you call it unreasonable anxiety, you know, where they're just anxious all the times for, for just kind of no apparent reason. And Sometimes that can be part of the personality, uh, but, you know, again, that doesn't make it okay. You know, we should grow out of that. But sometimes I really think that there's a demonic and, and there could be a demonic thing behind all this where we need to really resist the devil and uh, rebuke him and get him out of our, out of our lives. Um, so we really need to take authority over him. Um, but especially in this anxiety thing, you know, you talk, you hear a lot of people talk about uh, depression and, and different things like that. And, and really, you know, um, not in every case, but a lot of cases, you know, Satan is really behind that and we have to take authority over him. And it's not just something that we develop spiritually out of. It's something that we take the authority back and we take our place in Christ 
and we resist the devil, he flees. And then we're able to grow spiritually from there. So that's just something to keep in mind. Um, something I feel like the Lord's leading me to say right now. So uh, going net, going on to uh, Job 4 verse 5 says, But now when trouble strikes, you lose heart. You are terrified when it tr- touches you. So, you know, we're not to lose heart. We're not to be fearful. You know, whenever trouble comes, you know, we should be strong. We should be standing in faith, standing firm. Um, because Second Timothy 1 7 says, For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. Um, so, you know, God hasn't given us, you know, any kind of fear is not from God. In fact, you know, in First um, John, it says that perfect love cast out fear. So whenever we rely on God and we realize that God is perfect love, God doesn't have love towards us. God is love. We realize that there's no fear that it that can exist in love. And so we realize that fear is never of God. Um, so God has not given us that spirit of fear, but he's given us a spirit of power. He's given us a spirit of love and a sound mind, sound mind, you know, where we're uh, conscious, you know, our mind's clear. We think sharp, you know, we have the mind of Christ. And again, you know, we walk in faith, not fear. Um, you can't give in to doubt and unbelief and walk in victory at the same time. You know, that's important to remember, you know, you can't, you know, constantly be a negative Nancy and expect victory in your life. You know, we have to live victory. We have to talk victory, walk victory because we are victorious. You know, Romans, I believe it's chapter five says we are more than conquerors through Christ who loves us. So we, we are victorious because of the victory that Jesus won. And we walk in that victory. We live in that victory. And again, we talk that victory. We can't be fearful and full of faith at the same time. Again, we can't be that double-minded person that thinks that, you know, I'm going to live in fear, but I'm going to be full of faith whenever I need to be. You know, faith is a way of life. It's a lifestyle. It's not just something that you get into every once in a while. Or if you have a need, you know, you build your faith and meet that need. And then you just kind of quit developing your faith. Faith is a lifestyle. And the more you develop in that lifestyle, the stronger your faith will become and the more persistent your faith will become and the longer you can stay in faith and the more you will see God do because you can be in faith. Again, it's not something that you just get into once in a while. It's something that you live and and just a lifestyle that, that, that again, that, that it's a lifestyle that you live. Number seven, uh, the last but not least indicator of weak spirit is being exhausted. You know, somebody who's exhausted, they're tired and weary, um, stressed out, drained. Um, you know, it's not fair to my family if I go and I spend all my energy at work and I come home and I'm tired and then I, you know, lay around all night. I don't have anything to do with them. You know, I think, well, man, I've worked a hard week and, you know, now it's the weekend and I'm just going to take some time to myself. You know, I mean, that's good every once in a while, but I should not be taking time from my family because I'm exhausted from working. Um, it's just not that important. You know, my family comes first. And so I need to be spiritually strong. So that way I'm not constantly tired and weary, you know, and a lot of that has to do with physically too. Um, you know, if I, just again, from my life, you know, if I eat a bunch of carbs during the week, I'm usually tired and, and exhausted by the time that the evening comes and I don't want to do anything. And so I have to be spiritually strong and to, to live again in that self-control 
to where I eat the right things and do the right things and, you know, and I exercise. And so that way, you know, that I can give the best part of myself to my family. Uh, so it's just something to keep in mind. Again, you know, exhausted is not how God has called us to live. He's called us to live full of joy, prosperous, prospering in soul, prosperous in our body, prosperous in every part of us. You know, just like we're talking about our, our spirit, you know, prosperous in our spirit. You know, we should be developing and living strong lives. Uh, you know, whenever you're exhausted, a lot of times you have the inability to resist or to receive. So if I'm exhausted, think about it. I mean, that's whenever the devil is really going to try to come against me if I'm exhausted. Um, he waited till Jesus had fasted for 40 days, was hungry in the wilderness, and then he came and tried to tempt him. You know, and he don't think he's not going to do the same thing with you and I. He's going to wait till we're exhausted. You know, that's whenever he's going to try to use somebody to pick a fight, an argument. Um, you know, something might try to break at the house or, you know, whatever the case may be. Uh because a lot of times we're too exhausted to resist him and, you know, we'll just try to attack that thing, you know, whatever it is, you know, that person that comes and wants to kind of, kind of nit, nitpick at you or nag at you or whatever. Um, and, and we want to attack that thing. And we completely forget that Ephesians says that we don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but against powers, principalities, might, dominion, all those different things that, that are Satan's cohorts. But yet we want to attack the person because we're too exhausted to really sit down and to realize and allow the Holy Spirit to show us, you know, what the problem is and then much less to resist the devil. So that way he'll flee. Um, so if we live our lives exhausted, think about how, how much room that the devil really has to play in our life. Um, you know, and then also on the other side of it, it's going to be really hard to stay in faith and to resist in faith trying to receive something if we're exhausted, you know, you're just not going to care. You know, that's, you know, think about, you know, whenever Abraham, um, he was Abram at the time, but whenever he, uh, ended up taking Hagar, you know, Sarah's maidservant and, you know, tried to, you know, conceived a child with her, you know, he just got to the point where he's exhausted, you know, things weren't happening the way that he wanted them to, or the way that he thought that they should. And, you know, so they try to shortcut the plan. And, you know, I know that you and I were tempted to do the same thing, especially whenever we're tired. Um, again, you know, this kind of goes back to, you know, taking care of the body also, you know, not just developing spiritually, but taking care of the body. Because whenever I know whenever I don't sleep well at night, or if I don't get my exercise in, or if, you know, if I eat bad, you know, a lot of times it's just kind of a, uh, uh, what do they call that? It's kind of like a, you know, where it's just kind of all a domino effect. That's the word I'm looking for domino effect, you know, so it kind of all just kind of goes at once. So one thing tips and hits the other, and then it just kind of rolls on, you know, so, you know, I didn't eat well for breakfast. And so now I'm craving something sweet. So I ate something sweet and I'm craving more sweets, you know, and just different things like that. I know, you know how it goes, uh, but it just, just realize that whenever you're exhausted, it really makes it hard to resist the devil and it makes it hard to receive from God and to stay in faith. Um, second Corinthians chapter four, verse one says, therefore, since we do hold and engage in this ministry by the mercy of God, we do not get discouraged, spiritless and despondent with fear or become faint with weariness and exhaustion. So the stronger your spirit, the more of God's blessings that you can experience. And also the more of, of Satan's tactics that you can dismantle and, and, and dissolve by resisting him. And the stronger you are, the stronger you are.
I think that's a good way to say that. The stronger you are, the stronger you are. Um, so again, we, we need to live a life of energy, live a life of power, live a life of soundness, um, where we're calm, where we're collected. You know, if you think about it, you know, being patient is being consistent. You know, you're not wavered by things that come and things that go. You know, you're not wavered by the external because you know the internal will always take precedence. You know, everything that we see was created by things that aren't seen, you know, by the words that God spoke. God said, light be and light was. So substance was created from substance, but it was substance that you cannot see. So again, you know, these are indicators of a weak spirit. I plan on getting into the indicators of a strong spirit in this lesson, but we're at almost 30 minutes long. So I'm going to save that for the next lesson and we'll just make this into two um, but again, those are seven indicators of a weak spirit, uh, and we really need to watch out for those. Um, just real quick, again, they were, number one, being overwhelmed, two, being hopeless, three, self-centered, four, complacent, five, short-tempered, six, fearful, seven, exhausted. So those are some things that you can watch out for your own life or in the lives of your loved ones. You know, maybe if you see them uh, displaying, I mean, not saying that we should, you know, watch over their actions and, you know, and all that. But I mean, if you notice something, you know, kind of, you can see where they're at and, and maybe minister to them, you know, not again, not in a judgmental way, not in a, uh, condemnation way or anything like that, but in a way that we encourage, uh, to help build them up and to help them, uh, get back strong and, or to get strong. And so that way they can live their life strong and live their life blessed, live their life ready to receive and live their life resisting the devil. Guys, thanks again for joining us for this third lesson, uh, the indicators of a weak spirit. Uh, we'll be back in the next lesson, the indicators of a strong spirit. God bless you. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Kingdom Life Podcast. Again, if this podcast has been a blessing to you, please share it with others. You can also help us be heard by rating it and leaving a review. For other resources, please visit www.andygreenministries.com. Thank you for listening.